0: Thanks for joining us. We love getting to share the message of God's grace with the entire world. If his message has impacted your life, would you share your testimony with us by emailing it to stories at graceorlando.com. We love to hear what God is up to. You can also give in support of this ministry by going to our website and clicking on the give button at graceorlando.com. Thanks again. How you guys doing? Feels pretty good, don't it? I tell you, worship like that, it's something else, ain't it? Did, you, did anybody else just leave the planet? Because I, I wasn't here for a few minutes. That's <laughs> pretty awesome. Great job to the worship team. Uh, really excited about this message. If I were to say that maybe the entire series was leading up to this point, that would be true. Uh, so I'll say it. Um, it's, it's, really, it's really something that God has done in my own life, and so I'm excited to share it with you. I, I honestly believe this, this, this statement, that, if, that if, you'll, if you'll get this today, no matter what happens this week. It's my kid's birthday, by the way, that's what we're talking about, right? No, whatever happens this week, okay, you will feel just fine. And in fact, I wanna show you an entirely new way to discuss important things with each other, okay? Like an entirely different way that's not like the way the world does it, A way in which we can actually all uh, stay unified. Wow, what a powerful moment uh, that Gabby led us in here just a moment ago. And she had no idea uh, that this morning what we're talking about is unity. (laughs) Uh, So I know that was from the Lord. Uh, And so this whole idea that we can be unified and yet man, we can really disagree on some stuff that's pretty important, okay? And, and we got to find a way to, to stay unified, especially during these times. And so uh, I encourage you uh, to hear from the Lord this morning. Don't hear from me, okay? So let's go to God right now. Father, I pray that you would speak words of truth to us. Lord, that you would lead us in this, that you would show us most of all your heart. God, it's something about seeing your heart that just fixes everything. So God, I pray that we would see your heart in all of these things this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. I think if we had any idea how important the person sitting next to you really is, I think we would all decide to do things totally different, right? It's really an interesting idea that God did everything that he did because he loves you so much, and he loves each of us the same. Like, it's, it's mind-blowing to think, right? All of us, I'll be the first to say it, I've had chapters in my life where I thought I was the most important person on the planet. Like, I really did. Like, it's like, it has to be me. Like, it, does things exist if I'm not there, you know? This is a previous season of my life. Uh, but I had those kinds of thoughts subconsciously. And it not it interesting that the real truth is it's about all the people sitting next to you. Like, this is really why you're here on the planet. It's not about you, I'm sorry. It's really about all of the people that you are surrounded by right now. In fact, as we talked about last week, God specifically placed you where you are right now to use your gifts and to love other people the way that he would love them, that he'll just do it through you. It's an incredible gift that we have, and and one of the, the biggest things I want us to catch this morning, in fact, I titled it this way for a reason, is we can look at each other with no record of wrongs. You can do that. I know it's a little tricky for us. We're not God. We don't have the ability just to like forget the the things we want to forget. And yet, you and I can live in such a way that we look at other people and go, it is so important that I keep no records of wrongs of anybody around me because God placed me here to love them. And I can't love them if I keep a record of wrongs. Do you see it? It's really, really important, and we're going to dive into this this morning. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, you guys know, he calls us the light of the world. We're not individual. Like, light, you know, you're seeing like a bunch of light bulbs kind of come together. Like it's just one big light is what we are. We represent him, and we're showing him off to the entire world. And from this place of rest, We can engage one another in real issues. Listen, there are real things facing us the same way there were real things facing these guys in the Bible during their times. And it is important that if you have a thought, that, hey, maybe it is something that needs to be shared. Maybe it's something that would add to the dialogue, okay? But I I encourage you to do this through the lens that we're going to see here in Scripture. We're going to look at two different places this morning. Ephesians chapter 4, so if you want to turn to that, we're going to spend a good amount of time there. And then we're going to go over to Romans 14. And in these two places, we can see a, a template or a format to how to discuss things within the body of great importance while still maintaining the unified uh, light that we are, okay? Maintaining this unity that is so important, it demonstrates something to the world. Listen to this in Ephesians 4. Uh, Paul, he, he, he really spent some time on this because it was important. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord. Now, we're going to break this up into little chunks. Is that how you see yourself? a prisoner of the Lord. Is that how you see yourself? Because that's a really first, that's a good first place to start. If you're going to love other people well, you better know who you are, okay? So Paul says, look, it's not my life. he's He's a thankful prisoner of the Lord. Like, thank you so much. Like, this is the best thing ever to be enraptured in your life. I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. Did you know that you've been called? Everybody's been called. That word got... Totally overused in the 90s and like the early 2000s, right? And it was all about people's callings and all these different things. Listen, you are called and just simply to love others. Like, this is who you are. Like, God is love. His life is within you. Therefore, it's real simple. You're going to go around and love people. Like, it's, he kept it simple for people like me, all right? And so he says this, this calling that we have with all humility or seeing ourselves the way God sees us and gentleness right? It's important when you make that post. Uh, with patience, bearing one another in love. This is how God does it. Being diligent to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Okay, he just said that, that one of the most amazing things that you and I get to do together is to suffer together. <laughs> yeah, and We're all saying 2020, we get it. You know, we're right there with you. No, but it says that we are to suffer together. Oh, we don't like to suffer at all. (laughs) Someone's suffering, maybe you walk the other direction. No, he says the idea is to suffer together with an excitement of preserving unity. Like, there's an excitement of like, you know what, I disagree with you and you disagree with me, but you know what I'm excited about is not being right, but making sure that we keep this bond of unity. Like, that's where our focus should be. That's where the excitement is if we understand that we are the light of the world who can love others in a way that the world can't love themselves. Like, we have to bring this love to them. This is so important. So he he says this, he goes, look, He gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. Now listen, we get so hung up on this short list. Uh, This is not a a list of of who's important in the kingdom. Okay, These aren't the gift sets that you have to crave or otherwise, uh, I'm not really that important. No, this is like a bunch of elbows, okay, like just to throw it out there in knees, okay, like if you want to talk about the body of Christ, it's that this is a list of people who have been given a specific task to raise up the church for ministry. <laughs> it's not that it's all supposed to be here or on a stage or it's, it's here. This is where the ministry takes place. The administering of the gospel, the administering of the light of the world, the administering of love starts and ends here. It's you guys, it's all of us, me cl- included. This is where we all are. So, these gifts that I'm talking about this morning, I'm gonna spend some time talking about gifts over the course of this series. Just realize that you have gifts. You are so needed in the body. And if you would look at the person next to you as, oh, and this person's even more important than I am in the body. Imagine what that unified look would look like if everybody was just loving each other this way. And this is how we can love each other. So whatever we share, it's for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Okay. So we don't believe in progressive sanctification. We don't believe that God is doing something in you over time to make you more holy. But what we do believe is that you can mature. (laughs) You can grow up. You can not think the same way you did when you first got saved. Like, Like you start seeing things different. You start understanding the world different. You start realizing that just because this person is saying something to me, it's hurtful. I can bless them back. Like, you, you have to learn an entirely new way of walking and, and existing. And I love that he says that what maturity looks like is when you reach this stature that belongs to the fullness of Christ. Listen, you have been given the fullness of Christ. You have his life within you, and you're catching up to it. <laughs> you're, catching, you're maturing up to who you are. You're, you're, you're figuring it all out. But I love this. You know what Jesus looked like when he was... Stressed or fearful, or we we see these little glimpses, right? And what does he do when he's sleeping in a boat in the middle of a storm? (laughs) Did you know you can do that? Because you have his life in you. You can live during next week, through whatever storm comes through next week, and you can actually sit there and go, you know what's weird is I'm gonna go take a nap. (laughs) I feel okay. I feel fine because the Lord is in me and he's at work. Look at verse 25. He continues to say, therefore, ridding yourselves of falsehood. This is the world's thinking. Speak truth, or what is real, each one of you with his neighbor, because we are parts of one another. We are parts of one another. You know, before you say or do anything that could possibly be hurtful, do you consider how important unity is, how important it is that we stay together, bound together, demonstrating to the world the same message, the same message which is the gospel, it's a power to save. So we rid ourselves of all of the stuff that's just going to get in the way, the world's thoughts. Why in the world, and I'm talking to myself, why in the world would we ever want to share our thoughts? <laughs> Can I just say it? I don't think I have that many great thoughts, if I could be honest. Okay, the ones that really matter are the ones that we hear from him. It's the ones that we get by faith. It's the things that God drops on us, and you go, that's genius, <laughs> because it's from him. Right? That's really what matters, and so I don't know why we're, we're, we're so engaged in our thoughts, but be encouraged with this. He continues in verse 29 by saying, Let no unwholesome or faithless word come out of your mouth. But if there is any good word for edification, because there it is, that's the point of building up according to the need of the moment. I mean, say that, <laughs> say that. If you're going to spend your breath, and we just sung it, in our lungs, right? If this is the idea, why would I want to spend my breath tearing people down? Why would I want to spend my breath even saying something that could possibly hurt somebody? No, I, I want to spend my breath building up, building, constructing. Like, we get to do that. We get to watch that happen. That it will give grace. These words will give grace to those who hear. Did you know that the only people that the people that are hearing what you're saying aren't just the ones that you're speaking to. Oh, man, it's everybody. The world is watching. The world is hearing. So what are we sharing with them? Are we giving them life or are we giving them our opinions or our thoughts? Now let's give life away. <laughs> do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption, he says. Now, let me ask you, how many times have you heard someone tell you that you can do something and cause the Holy Spirit to take off, you know? I I used to believe that. I used to believe that if I did something bad or maybe I went to like a rated R movie, like he's taken off, man. He is not going to sit here and watch this, you know? No, you know, what's interesting is is that if we really understand that our our point of being is to love others, really what this is about is not a rated R movie. What this is about is him saying, "If, if you will believe by faith, if you will hear by faith, if you will live by faith, You won't grieve the spirit, you won't won't do that thing as parents. You guys get this, you you tell your kids, you're like, yo, if you run through the house like this, you're going to get hurt. And they're like, no, I won't. And they stub their toe. And there's that small part of you that wants to be like, I told you, you know, like you you, you want to, but you don't because they're crying, right? (laughs) Save it for after they're crying. Um, No, but it grieves you. I I tried to help you here. God's tried to help me so many times and I've not listened. I'm going to tell you right now, I have failed more times than probably anybody in this room. And I imagine in those moments, he's sitting there going, (sighs) I tried. I'm trying with you, man. He's not going to break relationship with me. In fact, he's going to pull closer to me. Parents, what do you do in those situations? Do you say, fine, forget it. I'm out of here and leave the house. No, you you, you pull the little one closer and you say, hey, I'm trying to help you. So I love that God gives you the spirit of God so that we can get rid of all bitterness, all wrath, all anger, all clamor and slander. It must be removed from you along with malice. Boy, if what you're about to post has a hint of any of that, don't don't post it. Be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God and Christ has forgiven you. Man, there is the template. There is the example that we get to live by. We get to live by the way that God loved me. Now, I don't know what your story's like, but he found me at a time when I had no interest in him. I wasn't looking for him. I didn't think he had anything I really needed. (laughs) and he loved me anyway, and he came after me anyway, and he never gave up on me anyway, and he saved me. We can love people that way. We can love people in such a way that we don't give up on them even when we disagree with them. That we even if we we come into strong disagreement, which I'm sure I could share some things today and you would strongly disagree with my thoughts, But even in those moments where we can be unified, we can come together and say, I'm not going to let these things split us or cause us to look at each other in any other way except the way that God sees us. Like, we are the light of the world. So love keeps no record of wrongs. So turn over to Romans 14, and let's see how we can apply this in our relationships in such a way that you can talk to people about things that are super important to you. Maybe you have strong feelings about something. And you feel that the Lord has led you to to say something. Well, there's a way to say it that's very, very important. And there is a way that you can say things. Catch this. Where you don't feel anxious. Where you don't feel angsty (laughs) or angry about what it is you're sharing. You can say it in such a way that you have peace. So that's what I'm going to offer you through Romans 14 right here is peace. Romans 14 verse 1. Accept him whose faith is weak without posing judgment on his opinions. I mean, that's huge right now. <laughs> How hard is it to do that? It's hard if you're going to live out of the old thinking. If you're going to operate there, that's, that's tough. You're saying that if this guy comes in and tells me something, and he's fully convinced and all that, it says here not to judge him. Not to judge him. Why? Because we're all a family. We're all a body. We're all building into each other. We're we're seeing God do something that's very, very important beyond this world. For one person has faith to eat all things, while another who is weak eats only vegetables. The one who, who eats everything must not belittle the one who does not, and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Look how God roots for the underdog. I love it. One person regards a certain day above the others, while someone else considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Now, do we know some of those things from reading? We, we know the truth. We know that, that, that the Sabbath, for example, is not Sunday, right? We understand that the Sabbath is every day. It's all days. <laughs> he is the Sabbath. Right? That one day represented Jesus. Like This is the rest that we have from our works in him. So we understand that, and yet you may meet somebody who says, oh no, Sunday or Saturday or whatever day is the week, and this is the thing. And, and I love it, that Paul says it's more important not to fight over that stuff. It's more important not to engage in all kinds of opinionated, well, we're going to fight over this, but instead to engage in such a way that builds them up. <laughs> builds them up you need that too by the way I need that I need people to build me up (laughs) speak to me that way please I need it but each one should be fully convinced in his own mind you realize God is the one convincing he's the one doing I made this mistake okay I went to many people I had this knowledge of the gospel (laughs) oh man I weaponized it Right? I went to people and basically was just like, you need this. I remember one person, this is a long time ago, I sat them down on a chair and was like, you're going to not get up until you get saved, basically. This is, a, this is a series on vulnerability, right? Yeah, it's embarrassing, right? But I really thought I was doing the Lord's work. I really thought if this person just could see it, they would get it. Can I tell you, they not only didn't get it, they still don't get it today, and I'm still praying for them. and I believe God will get them. But the point is, is that if I would have trusted God in that moment, I wonder what would have happened. Each person has to be convinced in their own mind, and you can't do it. So stop trying. God has to convince them in their own mind. Now, you can pray for them, and by the way, that's good for you. (laughs) It makes you feel better to pray for them. To bless those who persecute you, to, 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 to live in such a way that it's not like this earth at all. God's given us this as a blessing, that we can be fully convinced in our minds. He who observes a special day does so to the Lord. Now look, Paul takes it even a step further. He who eats does so to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. In other words, Paul says that even though you have a knowledge... has brought rest to you. You have a, you understand the gospel in such a way as you are maturing that it's bringing more and more and more rest. You should feel that way the older and older you get in this, in living it out, right? You feel more at rest. And you may meet people who are not at rest. How do you convince them? Tell them to rest? You can demonstrate it through love. You can demonstrate it to other people through love. Verse 7, none of us lives to himself alone. None of us dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Believers, hear this. For this reason, Christ died and returned to life, that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Why then do you judge your brother? Why do you belittle your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will confess to God. So then, each of us will give an account of himself to God. Every person gets to give an account to God. Now, it shouldn't be a scary thing. If you're a believer, you're simply living off of his life. The Bible says you've passed judgment. Judgment is you're found alive. The other judgment is death. So if we are the light of life walking on the planet, let's go find dead people and give them life. Let's go give away something that they need. I needed it at one point in time, and now I'm more alive than I've ever been, and I'll never be dead again. We have that to give away. Man, I I pray that we wake up tomorrow, not convinced by these words that I'm sharing, but by that picture, that God, you do not keep a record of wrongs. So what am I fighting about? What am I doing? You don't keep a record of wrongs so that I can go love the way that you love. This person sitting next to you is so important. Therefore, let us stop judging one another. Instead, make up your mind on Tuesday not to put a stumbling block (laughs) or obstacle. Sorry, I know you're not supposed to add to the Bible, but anyway. (laughs) Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. I am convinced, Paul says, fully persuaded in the Lord that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for him it is unclean. We're living in a world where perception is people's reality, right? What they believe is my truth, okay? And you're not going to convince me otherwise. So again, I ask, why wouldn't we then just love the way that God loves us? He didn't come to us and say, I want you to change all your opinions, He didn't ask me ever to change my opinions on anything. He's just loved me. And he's loved me so good that I've changed my opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Married folk, you get this. You can go to your wife or whoever and start yelling or whatever. Or you could just go love the way you want to be loved and watch what happens. Love is so much more powerful than we have any idea. Hmm. Verse 15, speak the truth in love. We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head. That is Christ. You know, people are looking at him. When you generally talk to someone, you look into their eyes, right? People are looking at Jesus. They're not looking at your life. Maybe maybe the part of the body that you're in right now needs a little work. (laughs) Maybe you need to go to the gym, you know, spiritually speaking. (laughs) I don't know. But maybe maybe if we as a family, as a body... Would be more interested in our health together. Did you know? Listen, if you're watching this online, uh, I love that you're watching this online, and yet there's no way I can pastor you. <laughs> it's impossible, right? Like, we are a family here, and those of you that are coming in, we welcome you, but I hope there are people in your life too that will come and rally around you, walk through life with you, challenge you. This didn't say not to speak truth, it just said to say so in love. Speak what you have on your mind that you feel is important, that you believe by faith God has placed on your heart to to say or to do, but do it in love with that person's best interest in mind, realizing that they're more important than you, and maybe they're weaker in the faith, and and they need building up. If you're weak in the faith, the last thing you need is a punch in the face. (laughs) Now you need to be built up. I'm going to give you two more scriptures here and we're going to close. Look at James. Turn over to James chapter 3 for a second. James, he, he, uh, he gives us a real solid check against whatever it is you're about to say or do. If you want to kind of see if it's, if it's on the right track, check out James chapter 3. But if you have bitter jealousy, verse 14, and selfish ambition in your heart, do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth. Hear me this morning. I, I don't care uh, what your political views are. And I mean that. Please don't tell me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just don't. Um, uh, (laughs) But a real good place to start before you engage with others about things that are super important, didn't say it wasn't important, is to ask yourself, am I about to share anything from bitter jealousy or selfish ambition in my heart? You know what that sounds like? Sometimes it just sounds like, I really want this person to see the gospel. <laughs> that sounds like a good thing, but you know what that really was? It wasn't faith. It was selfish ambition in my heart. Lord, for you, I want to see this person get it. And God's going, well, if you'd listen to me, I got a plan. <laughs> you see the point? So instead, we get to do this. This wisdom is not which comes down from above, but it is earthly. It's natural. It's demonic. It's demonic. Ouch, how many things have I shared? How many people have I hurt? For where there's jealousy and selfish ambition, there is disorder in every evil thing. But the wisdom from above, Jesus, is pure, peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. I'm going to say that again, and I want you to picture in your hand a whole ton of seeds. And the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. If we really want to have a society here where, like, the church is is leading the way and we're showing the way and all that, It's because we got a handful of seeds called love. (laughs) We get to go sow peace. Who who else in the world's gonna go do that? Nobody. The president's not gonna do it, other countries not gonna, there's nobody else that can do this but Jesus. And he puts seeds in your hand and he goes, go sow peace, go do it. We don't like being vulnerable as a people. But can I encourage you, with this as an understanding, with Romans 14 as an understanding that everybody has to be convinced in their own minds to be vulnerable. Share the important stuff. You know, I'm going to vote this way because, and then be vulnerable. Personally, this is how this, this means to me. And suddenly now you're engaging people in a conversation. Please stop staying. I don't get how you can vote for blank. Please. Andy Stanley said this better than I am. There's a question in there. I don't know. Start there. <laughs> Ask a vulnerable question from somebody instead of a rant on Facebook at somebody. Bring them into the conversation. Hey, I saw what you posted on Facebook. Can I be honest? I, I don't get that. I'm a Christian. I, I don't see it the same way as you. But boy, I want to be unified. I want to walk together in a way that we don't mess this up. I love you. Please, would you give me an opportunity to understand how, how is it you're seeing it this way? And maybe that person says, you know what, I'm not able to be vulnerable the way that I'm not able to engage in this. And that's fine, walk away. But maybe they say, well, you know what, this is how I think, and blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, you're actually in something that's loving, that's unified. And you know what, maybe somebody changes their mind, maybe. But it will only happen through this love. Love is the only place where you feel like you can be vulnerable. (laughs) Love is the only place that you can let it all down and go, okay, I'll let you see in and see what's going on. And agape, not our love, his love, godly love. Paul says it this way he goes, look, if I speak with tongues of men and angels, if I have all these cool gifts like prophecy, if I've learned everything there is to know about grace, and I have heard all that God is ever going to share with me to the point that I can move mountains. But if I don't have love, I am a dude banging a gong while you're trying to talk. (laughs) I'm a banging, I'm a loud, obnoxious sound, even though I know it all, I have it all. (laughs) Oh, that isn't the point. The point is love and so he says this he goes for now we see in a mirror dimly but then we're going to see face to face now i know in part but then i will know fully just as also ha- i have been fully known but now faith hope love abide these three but the greatest of these is love his love is love Love keeps no record of wrongs. It keeps no record of wrongs, and it doesn't put stumbling blocks in front of other people. (laughs) This week, I agree with everyone in this room that democracy is at stake, okay? I, I get it. We're living in an important time. I'm saying this sort of sarcastically because, guys, there's been a lot of these moments in history There's been a lot of moments like next week in history. I have my own thoughts, too. (laughs) I'm not resting in those thoughts. There's tons of anxiety in those thoughts. No, I'm going to rest in him. Lord, I don't really care what happens because I'm following you anyway. Wherever I go, it's because you place me here not to fight people, but to build them up with love. So Lord, will you help us build people up with love? god you know our weakness you know how hard this is for us you know how we (laughs) we struggle so bad with this lord what i pray is is that this week and every week but this week in particular lord that our confidence would come from you that regardless of what happens this week lord we wouldn't stumble and we certainly wouldn't cause somebody else to stumble Lord, the world is watching us. They're watching and they're looking. Would you let us shine so bright? Help us. Help us mature. Help us grow. All of us can be like children, Lord, in our thinking. We need our dad. Lord, I specifically pray over those who are struggling with fear this morning. I pray they would find faith. I pray they would find your convincing, you telling us how it's all going to be okay. And Lord, I pray further that we would, this week, choose to be love to the world. Would you stand with me, let's worship.